Hello coders, welcome to episode 176 of the How to Code Well podcast. Today we're going to be talking about spikes in the agile sense, not the, the sharpie sticks, spikes in agile sense. Before we get into that, let's talk about the changelog and what has happened in How to Code Well land over the last sort of couple of evenings and weekend. I want to give a massive thank you to Metabaris. I think that's the right pronunciation of the name, but I do apologize if not, for doing all sorts of wonderful contributions to the code quiz monorepo, especially all the TypeScript work. So Metabaris has been working on, say, the .env package, the fixtures. He's done all sorts of stuff with some bugs. It's been great. Thank you very much. And for those that don't know, the code quiz API is, well, it's not just an API, it's an API, it's an API client. It'll eventually be a website and possibly a mobile app. This is the the storage, if you will, for all the code quiz stuff that I do on Instagram and on Twitter. So every day I put out a poll on Instagram, on Twitter, on how to, at how to code well. Uh, it's a code question. It's a question about code. And this, this week we're focusing on PHP. So thank you very much, uh, Metabaris, and everyone else who's contributed to that uh, project. And I'll put a link in the show notes below if you're interested. Getting ready for the Hacktoberfest. <laughs> okay, so why are we doing our spikes wrong? Or why was I doing my spikes wrong? And what is a spike? Let's talk about that first. That's probably the best way to start. What is a spike in the agile sense? Now, massive caveat. I'm talking from the perspective of a developer. I'm not talking about this from the perspective of a co uh, an agile coach or a scrum master. I I'm a developer. I just, I, I cut code. I write code, I cut code. That's what I do on and on. So I was doing spikes wrong and I want to talk about why that was, why I've been doing them wrong. But I suppose, first of all, let's talk about what a spike is. A spike is a period of a period of time, I guess, in a sprint that you're given to do some discovery, some investigation. You've been asked how to get from point A to point B or, you know, how to do something. And it's full of uncertainties. And so this spike is your investigation piece, your your discovery piece, your time to actually come up with the solution propose certain solutions you might be choose you might be doing all sorts of solutions and choosing the the best one and spending time playing around with doing a bit of R&D maybe and documenting your decision process and then presenting that to the rest of the team that's what a spike is but let's talk about why we have spikes because that's probably uh, that's probably an easier way in. Okay, so why do we have spikes? So uh, as I've kind of alluded to, you may have a bunch of uncertainties in the project and you might have uncertainties after your normal refinements. So let's say, for instance, you've gone through your, your backlog and you've refined as much as you can. There's still a chance that there might be some uncertainties. And so what you may do is create a spike, a ticket with the definition of a spike. And you'll have some outcomes defined on there, some acceptance criteria. And it's your way of trying to work out how to do something, how, how to uh, minimize the amount of uncertainties to this particular task. So that's one reason why you, you may need spikes is uncertainties around the project. Another way 
could be that there, there might be lots of solutions and your team is coming up with all sorts of solutions in their discussions, but the, the team just can't settle on one solution. So maybe it is a question of what tool do we use? What's, uh, I don't know, what code auditing tool do we use? Linting tool do we use? What, I don't know, what hosting platform do we go on? And everyone has their own opinions. And so you you kind of need to boil this down you know, what are the pros and what are the cons of all of these things? And there needs to be a, a time that is allocated to, to someone to come up with the pros and cons and perhaps a grid and then discussing that with a team to then come to a point where we are able to settle on one solution. And it's acceptable to not go with the other solutions that were first put forward. Okay, so that's that's the second one. So lots of solutions available, but you just can't pick one straight away. Okay, so the third reason why you may have spikes is that you, you're just not too sure what the expected results will be of this solution. So you want to build like a proof of concept to actually work out what those expected results are. You know, because you've heard of this thing, this tool, this, this uh, approach, for instance, but you don't actually know what you'll end up with. <laughs> you could let's try and phrase that better. Let's try and wrap that into something. So let's say, for instance, uh, you're unsure what the tests will be in terms of integration. Let's say there's two systems that you need to wire together, but you're just unsure. What are the risks? What are the testing you'll have to put into play? So you need to build some proof of concept in order to actually establish what those tests will be. So that's a, a that's a good example of you don't quite know what the expected results will be. And so you need to build a proof of concept to work out the approach in order to get to that, that and discover what the accepted results might be. Another issue, which is, I guess, number four, is you're just unsure how to approach the problem. So you literally just don't know how to deal with this thing, right? So there's a requirement that's come down the line and you just don't know how to do it. You just don't know. Nobody knows in your team. And so you need some, some time to actually look into that and work out how do you do it? How do you? I mean, it could be this thing moving from PHP to ASP, God forbid, or moving from some other framework to another framework. And it's just like, okay, how do we do this? <laughs> so initially you're just unsure of the approach. And so you need some time to investigate that approach. And of course, you wouldn't know what the, well, the expected outcomes of that would be the site is still hanging together as it as it should be, right? That's the expected outcomes of the, of the delivery tickets. But the expected outcomes of, say, the approach ticket would be a, a series of delivery tickets to get to you, get to that point, potentially. Spikes, in my opinion, are incredibly important. And I, I've mentioned before about the, how to be methodical in your coding and actually use spikes as a means of the discovery period and just using that as a period to understand the the system better get a feel for it better in a sort of a safe environment build proof of concepts don't just jump into a delivery ticket if you're unsure don't just don't jump into it you know to spend some time and actually think it gives you spikes give you a tremendous amount of thinking time which is great which is very very good as a developer, because you need time to think, you need time to architect things, work out how you're going to do this thing. They also provide historical 
facts as to why these decisions were made, right? They provide a historical record of this was attempted, but it didn't actually go the way we planned. So we decided to go with that. Or we went down this route and something happened. So we, we backed out and actually chose another solution. Or we weren't actually too sure what the approach would be. So this is our workings out. This is really handy for new developers who come on board because they now have an archive of decisions that have happened previously and potential archive of things that might be happening in the future, which is great because as a new developer coming on, I mentioned the circle, uh, I think it was on the last podcast, a couple of, not the last podcast, the podcast before, this, the circle where you join and it's the hardest week, right? The first week when you join because you're absorbing all of this information. So if you're able to have an archive, say, in, say, a Confluence page or something where you can actually just absorb what has happened to get the project to this point and why this is happening and what could be happening in the future, that's fantastic. So having historical records also spikes give you an opportunity to discuss the outcomes and discuss the challenges and discuss your workings out with the team. So it's fantastic for knowledge sharing. And and remember, just because you, you've written a spike doesn't mean that you're actually going to be doing the delivery work, right? Or it could be that there is no delivery work after the spike. It's just like, nope, this is impossible. We can't do it. And so we've decided against doing this whole thing, right? So knowledge sharing, it provides history, and also it provides well-defined setup to the actual delivery ticket. So let's say, for example, you have a task, I don't know, upgrade the engine of, of your database, for instance, right? That's a huge, humongous task. And it's going to be really difficult to do without any kind of investigation work. But if you are able to come out of that investigation, if you're able to build little small delivery tickets off of the back of that to actually do this thing as a step-by-step approach, maybe it will cover several release cycles in order to get to the end goal, right? In my opinion, that's far better because the whole point of software engineering, well, it's not the point of software engineering, the whole point of Agile, or I shouldn't say that, the major benefit of Agile is to try and give smooth delivery processes that aren't big bangs. That was the point I was trying to make. So one of the benefits of Agile, talking from a developer's point of view here, is that you're able to provide value over time in increments. You're not just suddenly doing a massive risky big bang where everybody, all the developers have to be up at 5 a.m. just in case this falls over before 9, 9 a.m. when all the customers hit it. You know, it is something that is very iterative and agile and spikes allow for that sort of process. We don't know how to do it, so we need to do a spike and then we can build a series of delivery tickets in order to get to that point. Spikes usually end up with, as I've just previously mentioned here, delivery tickets, right? They also can uh, have decisions, so decision-based tickets. So this is, these are the workings out to get us to this point. Now we now have um, point A and point B. We have to fork in a road. We have to make that decision, right? And based on the pros and cons of this spike, we've decided upon this path. So that is a decision sort of ticket, if you will. 
They also provide, as I've mentioned before, discussions. So discussions with the team. So there's going to be a bunch of uh, meetings perhaps around this spike with whoever is involved. It needs to be demonstratable. So how do you demonstrate a spike? Well, this is where the proof of concepts come in. So you, you kind of build a, a, a very basic concept that doesn't do all the things that you want it to do, eventually will do, but it's enough to give you a, a, enough in indication as to you're going down the right road or, or you're not. Or these are the things that were unexpected that we discovered during this proof of concept and, the, and so we've decided to can it because that's too much work or something like that. They can, unfortunately, and this is where things get a little bit uh, muddy, and this is why I've been doing spikes wrong, is sub-spikes. Sub so you've got a, a big spike and you end up breaking this down into smaller, smaller little sub-spikes. That can be quite painful because you just get into this horrible cycle where it's like you, you haven't actually cut any code and you've just done a load of like investigation work. In my opinion, and again, talking from a developer's perspective, not as a PM, not as an agile coach, in my opinion, a spike needs to be properly time boxed and well-defined. So investigate this, this thing, right? Or, or find the solution of that or investigate how we can move from this version to that version. I tell you what, something I haven't mentioned yet, I, I, I've just been talking about upgrading and adding code. Spikes are also really useful for removing technical debt. So for example, if, if, if you've got a load of stuff that is just floating about and you're unsure if it's actually ever used, that is a good indication that you need a spike, a spike to discover whether or not that stuff can get, get deleted and removed. What is the output of that? You know, what is the impact of that? Because obviously making your code base nice and smaller will help all sorts of things down the road. So it's not all about just adding and improving code. It could also be deleting code. There's two sort of spikes that I've come across. One is that, um, and this could be totally wrong. I'm not an agile coach. This could be totally wrong. The first one is say a technical spike. This is my most common spike because it's, it's, it's a because it's a technical thing, right? So this requires a little bit of R and D to actually produce a proof of concept to then give to the team to then play with, to then make that decision as to, yes, this is the thing that we want to do. There's also like a functional spike. This is something that I've done less frequently. And this is kind of like, we'll build this thing and we'll, we'll, we'll show it to the customers, a portion of customers, and we'll get some feedback because we don't actually know whether they're going to use it or not. And we don't actually know whether this, this idea is a good idea yet. Right. So we'll just put it out there as a beta and we'll get some of our valued users to play with it. And if if it goes well, then, yeah, we'll start moving that into our normal backlog procedures. If they don't use it or if they use it in a way that is completely wild and just unexpected, then maybe we'll do something different. As I mentioned, haven't really done many of those. It's mostly technical based spikes. It's mostly like upgrade this to that. How do we do it? What is the impact? What is the risk? Or we need, we found a bunch of dead code. Is it dead? Who knows? Let's have a look. Th those kind of things are the, my general spike kind of stuff that I do. There's a big question, of course, about whether one should estimate spikes. And I will try and leave this to the agile coaches, but I'll give you my opinion. I don't know whether this is correct or not at all. 
But in my opinion, they should be time boxed because a swipe can suddenly turn into a, a huge amount of, of investigation. If, you, if you're not being very tight with the title of your spike, the actual outcomes that you want at the end of your spike, then it can balloon. So I try and time box these things. I mean, I try and time box my work anyway, just, you know, personally. But it's always good to say that we're going to give maybe a week to this or a couple of days to this rather than a complete open door, you know, just spend as long as you want on this as, uh, over the whole course of the sp sprint because that is problematic right that is problematic you want to time box these things and get to the point where you can you can um say well we've hit the time limit and we haven't actually come to our expected outcomes but this is what we've worked out so far and it's at that point you make the decision as have we done enough have we done just enough to prove to ourselves that the thing that we were trying to investigate being fulfilled or are there still uncertainties? And if there are still in, in, any uncertainties, then perhaps we need to give it to someone else or perhaps we need to create, and this is where things get a bit tricky, a subspike. Another investigation based on the investigation that we've just previously done. This is where it can get a little bit messy, as I've mentioned, because it can just balloon it can just balloon it's always best to your initial spike to be as as tight as possible so it doesn't and i know that that can be quite awkward especially when you're dealing with a bunch of unknowns unknown unknowns for instance that can be quite tricky but in my opinion spikes need to be time boxed they also need to be incredibly well documented however be careful with this this isn't a blog post this is a technical article that you're writing this isn't about your breakfast this isn't about your opinions you know you have to be very objective with this does it do the thing that is required yes or no it is it is that black and white and why have you gone down this road it's not because of your experience it's not because you know you've got more developers on your team it's because this thing doesn't work or this thing does work that is why you're coming up with these outcomes. So you want to ask yourself, have you given yourself enough time to come up to, to quell all of these uncertainties? Are you now certain about this? Have you been able to establish the amount of effort involved by the delivery tickets? And I know this all comes into another refinement session, but you, you should at this point, once the spike is done, have the ability to work out the size of the delivery tickets going forward. So it might be a good opportunity here to actually put down how much effort you think it's going to be involved. I mean, this this does fall into the remit of coming up with maybe a critical path. We need to do this before we do this, before we do this. And the spike would give you that sort of flow, right? It would be able to say, oh, we, we tried to do all those three things at once, but we discovered we need to do this first, and then we need to do this first, and then we need to do this first. and if we do it in a different order, it's going to be more effort. This is the most optimized way of doing these things. So at that point, you can say, okay, the first task is going to be the hardest task. The last task is going to be the easiest task. And it could, you could even look at upon it as sort of t-shirt sizes. I mean, this could turn into an epic. I don't know uh, how, how, uh, what is the preferred way of, of, of doing it again every project is very very different but the way i was doing my spikes wrong is that i wasn't being 
condensed enough in my outcomes. So be careful with that. If you're spending ages and ages and ages working on a spike, then think about what it is that you're trying to achieve. What are the outcomes? What are the the, the decision points, the things that you have to actually get to? What are the uncertainties? List them down, bullet point them. Don't just write a huge story about like a, in a blog post, actually get to the specifics of what it is that you're trying to investigate. Okay. I've rambled on for too, more, too long. Thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding, everybody. I'll see you again soon. Thank you ever so much for all your con contributions to the Code Quiz API or Code Quiz Mono Repo. I'll put the link in the show notes below. Cheers. Bye-bye.